the half a billion dollar judgment. And Reason really nailed this in this article. How a New York judge arrived at the staggering order that he called a disgorgement. A disgorgement. Isn't that interesting? You know, when they steal your car or your cash or your home or something like that, don't charge you with a crime, let alone convict you, right? Um, when they, uh, you know, no, no charge, no conviction, but they just take it, they call it a civil forfeiture. A, so, so now this judge is calling this a disgorgement. Isn't that interesting how they keep coming up with these novel terms? But it is actually not just bad politicized courts. It is also a bad law that is the basis of this, that allows him to do this. And uh, so it's going to be difficult. Actually, I think as I looked at this, it's going to be difficult for Trump to appeal this. Uh, but as uh, Ulysses Grant once said, and again, uh, before our current presidents, he was always considered by historians to have the most corrupt administration of any president before recent times. Uh, Ulysses Grant, uh, also known as a U.S. Grant, <laughs> he kept the money flowing, didn't he? Just like a regular U.S. Grant uh, to all kinds of people, all kinds of corruption. But one of the things that he said that really stuck with me was he said, um, uh, the, the way you get rid of a bad law is to rigorously enforce it. And that is always, that sometimes that, that may happen to this. This is a bad law being rigorously enforced by this judge and this attorney general, Letitia James, this law does not require proof that anyone was injured. You know, this is one of the things everybody's looking at. What is going on? How in the world could this be fraud? The banks were paid off. The banks said they did their own due diligence. Trump had a disclaimer there that, you know, hey, you know, do your own due diligence. And they did. And they made the they they moved down his, um, uh, you know, lowered his um, uh projected net worth, but said, yeah, we'll make the loan anyway. Yeah, he's inflating this stuff. But, um, uh, and, uh, tr and Travis is telling me, remind people, like the stream. Please like the stream. <laughs> How about that, Travis? Is that good? Uh, okay, he shakes his head, yes. Um, please like the stream. That really does help us. It has, does help us to get the information out, and uh, which they don't want people to see. Uh, whether or not I'm right or wrong, I will tell you what I honestly think. Uh, so please like the stream and, uh, on rumble, a woots. Thank you very much for the tip it says Trump is a treacherous coward who belongs in DC and <laughs> hell thereafter. Thanks for offering him no quarter. I agree. I agree. And I'm, and I say, you know, even though this is, I, I said this about uh, Dennis Hastert, the pedophile who was groomed for Congress and then put in as Speaker of the House, longest serving in, in GOP. He went on many times as other GOP people were outed as sexual pedophile predators. And um, he went on with Rush. said, oh, this is all politics and all the rest of this. No, it was real. But they didn't put him in jail for the pedophilia. They put him in jail for something that was not a crime. Uh, taking his own money out of the bank in measured amounts, they call that structuring, so that there would not be a report. You know, as long as he kept it under a certain amount, uh, there would not be any scrutiny of that. So he did that. They sent him to jail for that. And, and so Trump, who poisoned, <laughs> who put the, sent this shot around the world, poisoning and killing people, his lockdown, all the rest of the things that he did, the medical 
uh, you know, death protocol that he paid the hospitals to enforce. Nobody's coming after him for that. Why? Well, because all the GOP were involved in it. All the Democrats were involved in it. Biden continued these policies. They're not going to come after each other over that. So they're going to come after him over a non-crime. But it is important for us to look at this because these types of things are going to hit everybody. Jonathan Turley was right. He says this is something that's hanging over the head of anybody that does business in the state of New York now. This bad law. Now, of course, we have selective enforcement. Uh, and they will only use it against their political enemies, you see. But the law itself is a real problem. Uh, when the interest that in Goron also approved is considered the total penalties are going to rise to $450 million. On its face, a penalty of nearly half a billion dollars, says Reason, is hard to fathom, given that no lender or insurer claimed that it suffered a financial loss as a result of the transactions at the center of the case, brought by New York Attorney General Letitia James. But the law under which she sued Trump and his co-defendants does not require any such loss. The money demanded by the judge's 92-page decision is styled not as damages, but as, quote, disgorgement. As disgorgement. I mean, it's like they're going to make Trump vomit this up. <laughs> and ill-gotten of ill-gotten gains. Disgorgement of ill-gotten gains. It is aimed not at compensating people who were allegedly harmed by his misrepresentations, but at deterring dishonesty that threatens the financial marketplace. Because we all know that New York City is a pinnacle of honesty and integrity. <laughs> and we all know the same is true of Wall Street. We wouldn't want to damage their reputations, would we? <laughs> by inflating the value of assets. Uh, proving common law fraud, wrote the judge in, in Goron, requires, and I'm not even sure if I pronounce you know, I've read so much about this guy. I've seen, I know him by, I know his name, I know his face. I've never, I don't listen to any news, so I don't know how to pronounce his name. I hope I've got it right. So uh, if I got it wrong, you can write me and, and tell me the right way to say it um, in Goron, uh, is, requires establishing that the defendant made a, quote, material statement, unquote, that he knew to be false and that the plaintiff justifiably relied on that statement and that he suffered loss as a result. That would be common law fraud. And so everybody's looking at this and they say, wait a minute. You know, if you lie, somebody relies on that and they have a damage, uh, that, that's clear. None of that really, you know, th those last two things didn't happen here, even if uh, he made a material misstatement. Nobody was damaged uh, by, by doing that. However, by contrast, this law, Section 6312 of New York's executive law, by contrast, authorizes the attorney general to sue any person who engages in repeated fraudulent or illegal acts or otherwise demonstrates persistent fraud or illegality in the carrying on or conducting of the transaction of business. And he writes in his 92-page uh, decision in Garan says, the, stat the statute casts a wide net. It defines fraud to be any device, scheme, or artifice to defraud and any deception, misrepresentation, concealment, suppression, 
false pretense, false promise, or unconscionable contractual provisions. See, this is a problem, um, a law that is that broad, just like a law that is sufficiently complex, is like not having any law at all. And it can be used by people like this judge and like Letitia James to come after their political enemies, which is what has happened. There's a lesson to be learned here. Again, going back to that, this is a state problem. As I've said over and over again, the state can be worse than the federal government as it is in New York City. Right? New York is worse than the federal laws. Yeah, they have all that plus a lot more, just like this. And if you don't pay attention to what's going on at the state and local level, it can be actually worse than the federal government. If you do pay attention, it's a possibility that it could be better. We saw this happening over and over again in 2020 with people who interposed over these Trump incentives to lock people down. Uh, people who nullified this stuff, people who refused to be bribed by Trump to institute medical martial law. So you better pay attention to the state level. That's the point of me talking about this. Even Trump would have been better served to uh, pay attention to state and local stuff instead of getting involved in national politics. Timely and total repayment of loans does not extinguish the harm that these false statements inflict on the marketplace, says that judge in Garan, if that's the way he pronounced his name. Uh, he says it's all the more reason that we have to strive for honesty and transparency. And it is undisputed that defendants have made all of the, requ of the required payments on time. But the next group of lenders to receive bogus statements might not be so lucky. So this is like a pre-crime thing, like a pre-crime thing. So um, just just think about that. You know, uh, yeah, he they all got paid, but you know that might not happen in the future. And we don't want somebody who is out there, um, you know, inflating his um, his assets. Uh, we don't want that to go on. It's always. Um, you know, uh, all New York businesses now threatened by this Trump precedent. Now, he is a precedent in so many. Different <laughs> he is still precedent, isn't he? He's still establishing these precedents. Uh, this is what Jonathan Turley says. But it's not really. It, yes, it is a precedent in the sense that they've now enforced it against somebody. That they now enforced it selectively against a political enemy. But it was always a bad law. And nobody noticed it. And so what he's doing is he's enforcing, rigorously enforcing that bad law. So the question is, are they going to apply the U.S. grant standard to it? Are they going to now get rid of this rigorously enforced bad law? Jonathan Turley said, many businesses are likely wondering, but for the grace of God, go I. Undervaluating or valuing uh, property is a common practice, particularly in real estate. That is why representations like the one made by the Trump Corporation come with a warning that estimates are, are their own, and that the banks need to make their own assessments. He said the line between doing business and a public execution appears to be the dubious discretion of Letitia James. We've seen this before as well. The David Knight Show is a critical thinking super spreader. If you've been exposed to logic, 
by listening to The David Knight Show. Please do your part and try not to spread it. Financial support or simply telling others about the show causes this dangerous information to spread farther. People have to trust me. I mean, trust the science. Wear your mask, take your vaccine, don't ask questions. Using free speech to free minds. It's the David Knight Show.